0: A new school year signals the return of sports to Onondaga Community College. We're excited to have student-athletes back on campus practicing and playing games after missing time due to COVID. We're talking sports on this edition of our podcast. Well, welcome to Chatting About College, a podcast originating from Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, New York. My name is Roger Marabito. We record our conversation in the studios of our Broadcast Media Communications degree program, It's located in the Whitney Applied Technology Center on our campus. Well, here at OCC, we have a long and proud tradition of amazing success in the world of intercollegiate athletics. If you walk into our SRC arena, you'll see 16 national championship banners hanging. And after more than a year without sports here due to COVID, we're ready to return to competition and pursue more titles. Well, joining us now on Chatting About College to talk about the return of sports is our athletics director, Mike Borsch. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Roger. Great to be here. Great to have you here. So before we talk about uh, college sports and how things are looking at OCC this fall and beyond, let's tell our listeners a little about you. You're as local as local can get, right? You're you're a West <laughs> Genesee kid. You were a lacrosse player. You were part of that Mike Messer lacrosse factory down there.
1: That's correct. Yeah, I, I grew up in Camillus, came up through uh, the West Genesee machine, and uh, lacrosse was was my sport, and that was really sort of my my introduction to athletics and uh, what got my foot in the door to eventually you know, be here at OCC in my role. And you went from West Jenny to
0: Hobart where you were an outstanding player. I did a little research on you and saw that for three years in a row – you were Hobart's Defensive Player of the Year. That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, that's some serious digging you did there, Roger. I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed you could you could find those uh, buried stats. But yeah, that's true. I, I was a Hobart statesman, and I love my time there, and I wore the orange and blue uh, proudly.
0: So you became athletic director here in 2014, and you had been athletic director at places before you came to OCC so sports has always been a part of your life so the last year and a half or so when we didn't have athletics here due to COVID that must have been incredibly strange for you
1: it it was very strange and and you're correct that uh, athletics has become more of a lifestyle for me than than it is a job and so uh, like everybody uh, COVID just had an enormous impact on uh, on us uh and, and me uh as well, so uh we were at a bit of a loss, but we, you know, we, we did our best to uh keep our students engaged. We were hosting virtual meetings and uh you know trying to you know keep their spirits high and focus on their academics and uh we knew that this eventually would end, and we're really excited to be back here and and starting to uh get ready for competitions once again
0: and because we're a community college and students are here for two years and then they move on. When you lose a sports season or two in various sports, it does feel like you're starting over doesn't it
1: it, it does yeah it's um most of the students that are with us uh, a year and a half ago have, have moved on. Uh, you know that's a big part of our mission here. We recruit them in and we we push them out. We you know we want them to continue their education or enter the workforce, and that's what most of them have done. So right now we're seeing a lot of new faces that are uh, joining our teams and walking our halls, and it's it's really exciting to start to get to form those new relationships. And uh, it's a lot of work uh, to to, <laughs> to build it back up, but it's work that we we love doing.
0: We should mention with COVID, any of our athletes and coaches participating in intercollegiate athletics this year, they must be vaccinated, correct?
1: That is correct. Yep. So, uh, you know, our safety is paramount for us and and due to the unique nature of athletics and how close we are to one another and and locker rooms and buses and, uh, you know, just through regular practice competition, we felt that was the safest thing to do uh, was to require that our student athletes and coaches be fully vaccinated. And that was even before the the SUNY mandate that, that just came out this week. So, uh, you know we're, we're, we're glad we took those necessary steps. So our fall sports teams
0: began practicing in early August. What was that like to have student athletes back in the building and coaches and all that activity again?
1: Oh man, it was it was it was really exciting. It, uh, the arena has been a, a quiet place uh, the last few months, and and so to to see uh, the vibrancy, the energy that our student athletes bring, uh, just bring to the facility every day, it has been been really really fun. And yeah, so our, our two soccer programs, two cross country and volleyball team are uh, all practicing right now and uh, getting ready for the first competitions would start up this week.
0: And then winter sports will follow and then spring sports. And I think if people know one thing about athletics here at Onondaga Community College, it's lacrosse, which is just Enormous. We lost two spring sports seasons, so with the lacrosse teams, men's and women's, it was totally turning over the roster. How have things gone in terms of bringing in new players this year?
1: Things are things are going pretty pretty well on, on the men's lacrosse side. Um, you know, we're we're just sort of reloading. Uh, we're going to have probably over sixty uh, show up for our first day of fall tryouts, uh, which is a, a very healthy number. Uh, on the women's side, we also have uh, a pretty good roster and, uh, you know, we're really looking to, to come back and compete once again for national championships with both of those squads. Uh, this year, we're actually going to host the Women's Across National Championship on our field. Oh, so that'll nice. be in mid-May. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we're there uh, hosting and hopefully our team's – playing uh playing in their their home stadium it's really exciting to to have the student athletes back and, and get back into doing what we, uh we all do and love so it's uh, uh we're in a good place right now and I, I can't wait to to see the lasers take the field for first competition
0: Mike thanks for your time we appreciate it and uh let's have a great 2021 2022 academic and athletic season It should be great to see everyone out there competing again
1: yeah I can't wait thank you roger.
0: And joining us now to talk about fall sports here at OCC are are representatives of our men's soccer team. We're joined by head coach Corey Fonseca and player Francisco Costa. Did I say that right?
2: Exactly. That's perfect.
0: Awesome. Thanks, both of you, for joining us. We appreciate it. No problem. So, Coach Fonseca, how does it feel to be back playing soccer after a year of not having it?
3: It's great, honestly. I mean, we have gone such a long process of, you know, being unsure of what was going to happen, that even up until the day everybody showed up, we were still fingers crossed that things were going to go the right way. So, yeah, we, we are so excited to be back with these guys. Um, the group obviously is ecstatic. The the players came in more excited than I've ever seen in any preseason. Um, so, yeah, we, we're thrilled, and it's it's been a really great preseason so far.
0: And your first day of practice was August 9th. What did that feel like to have everybody back on the field?
3: That's a great question. I mean, truthfully, we didn't have everybody back on the field yet. August 9th, we had a meeting in the morning. Um, the reason we come in so early is to get the details out of the way, you know, the paperwork and all these things. So we had a good group. We had about 20 players that first morning. Uh, now we're closer to 27 players that are participating with us after, you know, we've gone through the process of preseason a little bit. Um but we had players joining us as late as just a few days ago, so you know we are always looking. Um, there's there's local players, there's players from all over the world uh, that are interested in this program. So you, you never know when somebody's going to find their way here to OCC and, and jump in with us as well. So so yeah, to get everybody back there, August ninth, though. Again, the players that were there, that were ready to step on the field, the energy I think from from day one of preseason this year has been. Really high. People are just excited. You know, they're they're ready to get back out there and get things going.
0: And you have a large group of international players on your roster this year, don't you?
3: Yeah, like I said, about fourteen, fifteen true international students. But um, we actually have just in the Syracuse area quite a few, you know, young men that are from different parts of the world that found themselves here for one reason or another. So our diversity is amazing. Um, we've got players from all different cultures. So it's. It's really interesting watching you know guys from every different background that you can imagine get together and try to make it work. So that's that's probably half the battle sometimes is uh, is figuring out personalities and how people are going to click together and, and step on the field and do well. But also, you know, not just soccer wise, but but from getting along with each other and being part of the team and all that stuff. That's part of a challenge too. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been really good so far. You know, I think we're early enough that nobody's. Uh, Nobody's started to really get after each other yet. We'll see how that goes. So um, hopefully, you know, that that period will be brief and we'll get through and we'll start to get into the, uh, you know, normal phase of what the season is going to be like.
0: Is there a point in preseason practice where you guys are just tired of seeing each other and you you need an opponent from another
3: school? I certainly think that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we hit that potentially yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, we, we did an inner squad scrimmage last night. We, we try to do our blue versus white game every year. It's kind of like a yearly, the assistant coaches, or last night we actually had our women's soccer coach helping us out with it and our assistant coach, Sean. Um, they pick their teams and they, you know, put the uniforms on and they treat it just like a real game against mm-hmm. each other where I step away, you know, I'll do a little refereeing or making calls from the sidelines. But, you know, I like to to let the assistant coaches or whoever's going to be involved in the players really lead the way. Um but it was funny to watch last night the competitive juices with each other and probably just you know like you said seeing each other every day in preseason it it definitely got intense last night which was great to see from a coaching staff perspective um we were fingers crossed that nobody was really going to get in hard and injure anybody but the uh <laughs> the the game was fantastic so you know again credit to the boys for putting everything into it and uh you know I, again they they heard about a game possibly coming up that is no longer, and now, you know, it's just one more bit of frustration, so I'm sure they were ready to play regardless of who the opponent was, even if it was against ourselves.
0: Francisco, what was that like last night,
2: playing your uh, inter-squad scrimmage? It was intense and nice. Uh, unfortunately, our match, we we got the match canceled on Saturday, but it was good to, to get the rhythm going for the season. Uh, everyone put their effort, maximum effort, into it, um, I loved it. I loved it, and it's it's good to to play against each other to to get to know because when we play with each other, it's different when we play against each other. You get to know the different side of the player. So yeah, I, I found it quite quite fun. So you came here from Portugal. How did you find OCC? So I actually found OCC because there was a Portuguese player, Manny Manuel Silva, that was playing here in the fall of 2018 and 19, I believe so. And yeah, I found him on Instagram because we came from the same agency and he told me about the team. I was in Iowa before this college and I wasn't enjoying that much. And I knew I I wanted to do cinema and broadcast and this type of things. So yeah, I found the school because it was the best of two worlds. It was the soccer. Uh, I I found an opportunity to come here to play. And the school had my major that I wanted to go. So it was perfect for me. How much different is soccer
0: in your home country?
2: It is, it's quite a bit, but, um, I enjoyed the both sides. I found very f- physical soccer here, whereas in Portugal, there's a lot more tactics involved. There's a more, a lot tactics is like more knowledge is more like here, like a small player won't be that. You you wouldn't get much success, mm-hmm. whereas in Portugal, like a small player is like a, a, a good good player. Um, yeah, I, I found it's it's different, but I, I enjoy it.
0: And, and in terms of back in your home country, there's nothing bigger than soccer, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the football is we <laughs> call it football yeah. is the the big sport. It's, yeah. In my country, in the whole Europe, and to be honest, I think everywhere else in the world except America.
0: Mm -hmm. And you mentioned you you wanted to get into cinema, so you came here to be part of our broadcast media communications program, and you feel very at home in this studio, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, I spend quite a lot of time here. Uh, (laughs) To be honest, my my main goal is not to be professional, it's like to go to, to do movies in Hollywood and to shoot documentaries, series, I don't know yet, but... That is my main goal. Nice. I I love to play soccer. I want to do the four years. I want to go to a D1 school. Mm-hmm. But like my main goal is to really go to Hollywood. And oh, that's new great. Boys, yeah.
0: Francisco, you started coming here in January of 2020. Exactly. And a couple months later, COVID happened and everything changed. What was that whole experience like for you being in a new place and then suddenly things went sideways?
2: I was in Iowa for the fall of 2019 And then eventually I knew that I didn't want to be there. And I transferred here January 2020. I was so excited. The season on the (laughs) spring, like friendly games to get to know the players. And then on the fall, we hit like the season and then COVID happened. And I went back home in March of 2020 and I spent like half of the year in Portugal. It was terrible at home, like everybody. Uh, And yeah, like it was, it was, it was hard. And then I came back in the fall and start everything again basically like yeah. i never never went to a college like i did the whole process again
0: coach the year ahead what, what are you expecting there's obviously a lot of unknowns with covid and you know will players on other teams be infected and games postponed or things like that but aside from all that with this great group of kids you've got what what do you expect in this year
3: we have a pretty high goal for the group that we have um i think that what we've seen so far in preseason is our group is different than it's been in years past. Uh, Different obviously can mean a lot of different things, but um, much better in certain ways and obviously some challenges in other ways. So, but the group is definitely talented. Um, We, we have an opportunity to do some pretty good things here with what we have. So, you know, the players themselves have the challenge of trying to, battle every day for positions and time. And, you know, we talk a lot about that, you know, there is team goals with everything, but everybody really should have those individual goals of, you know, playing well that day, right. Playing, playing well that week so that they're the the players that get to step out there and compete on the weekend or the midweek game. Right. So I think the, the competition level within the team is really high, which will push us every day, um, hopefully anyways. And then, from our perspective, I mean, what we've seen in years past, you know, the group is talented enough to do to do very well um, locally, regionally, but hopefully nationally as well. Um, I think we have not, in my time anyways, won a regional championship. We've been in the, the championship game a handful of times, and that's been our, our sticking point. So far, so our goal is to win a regional championship this year to advance in the nationals and then see what happens from there. But also, we always have to keep in mind that we can control what we can control. And, you know, this year being what it is, you know, who knows what other programs are going to look like. There could be some really strong groups out there. There could be some groups that maybe have taken a step the other direction with all the challenges that we've all faced um, through the last year and a half, two years. So it's it's difficult to tell. Um, And in junior college in particular, the half the team or more is brand new every year anyways for everyone. So it's always difficult to tell how you're going to stack up against everybody else. But I think just looking at us and comparing us to, you know, teams that we've had in the past, again, different, but the quality is there for us to do very well. So you know that's our goal. We we hope that that happens. We hope that everybody has an opportunity to get on the field and show themselves and prove it. But at the same time, you know, as coaches, our challenge is just sort out who's going to be the the right combo. And you know, again, the players will make it difficult on us, and they certainly have so far. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. And then also, you know, the off the field things, right? Make sure everybody's staying engaged in classes. Uh, we want to make sure that people are graduating as close to on time as possible. Um, It can be difficult in athletics when you have a couple of semesters that are very busy where you've got games and practices and film sessions and weightlifting sessions and all the things that we do with these guys. So, you know, they're balancing trying to get 15, 16 credits in, but also do a lot of hours outside on soccer, a lot of hours outside on focusing on their studies. So it's a challenge for sure for the boys, Um, but hopefully we have enough support in place to to get everybody again, graduating as close to on time. So that they're ready, whether it's transferring to play soccer, or transferring like Francisco just talked about, he wants to continue to play, but really the goal is he wants to look at his future beyond soccer. So, you know, I, I appreciate when I hear things like that, because the, the realism of the rest of your life <laughs> has to set in at some point too. So um, as much as our goals can be on doing well on the field, competing hard uh, you know, that's half the battle and the other half is making sure that they're successful as
2: students too.
0: Francisco is a student. What's life like for you here on campus outside of soccer?
2: I do quite a lot of things. Like I I usually have a YouTube channel like I post every week like my mm-hmm. life here in America. Mm-hmm. I'm also doing the documentary thing. I'm also shooting a documentary about our season as a final project for my major and also to entering another college
0: what's your vision for this like do you have any idea
2: how long you'd like it to be and would it be mostly behind the scenes stuff so obviously a documentary we have to leave it first and then i can create a story (laughs) but then my vision is like a 30 minute documentary not a eight episode or seven episodes it's like one episode 30 minutes and obviously, it depends because obviously we want to go to regionals and nationals. Sure, uh, but I hope that happens. I want to that that happens. If that happens, I'm planning like forty five minutes, one hour. If not, thirty minutes, and we we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. a lot of pressure. I don't know if you knew that, Francisco. <laughs> we need the one hour version. <laughs> one hour version. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. But. Yeah.
0: But you're going to be shooting hours and hours and hours of video throughout the course of the year, and then you're trying to whittle it down into a finished product. That's a lot of work.
2: I know. Uh, I have a friend who's helping me, and every day we shoot. He gives me the SIM card. I organize by dates, field, outside, locker room, photos, videos, uh, coach speaking, co- uh, Francisco shooting, Caio uh, scoring a goal, different stuff. Organization is everything. If we we keep everything organized, then the the last project is easier. I love hearing
3: organization is
2: everything. He's on top
3: of it, isn't he? (laughs) He's definitely on top of it. And I have to imagine, even though we've just started August 9th, you must have... 150 200 have... <laughs> 300 hours of film already it
2: seems like it's like there's a camera pointed at us at all times I'm going to so. buy a, I'm going to buy a hard drive just for this documentary because yeah, there's uh, awesome. going to be a lot of footage a lot of moments and as much as I can f- record is best
0: I know you grew up speaking Portuguese but your English
2: is great what other languages do you speak I speak Portuguese Spanish a few a, a bit of French and English, but English. When I came to America, I I didn't speak English. Really? Yeah. We we in Portugal, I think I guess uh, from the time I lived here, I guess our English in middle school and high school is the same as Spanish here. Like you kind of learn a little bit, but to comprehend and engage in a in a conversation, you have to you have to talk every day. You have to talk to. You have It's like a muscle. You have to work out every day in order to that to, to grow. So. Uh, once I went to Iowa, I, I, I didn't. I, I, I knew I understood a little bit, but engaging in a conversation and comprehending the, the humor, the hmm. irony of the situation, sure. it was so hard. And still is, still is sometimes.
0: I've spoken with some students who came here from other countries, and they told me they got a lot of help from watching American movies. Exactly. Yeah.
2: The trick for me was watching, I watched The Office, the whole series <laughs> with English English subtitles. And yeah. that, for me, was the, the key. Once I, I finished The Office, which I loved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great show. You know, a great show. I yeah. So you
0: learn English, you learn humor, yes. you learn... Probably what you shouldn't be saying. <laughs>
3: yeah. And great stuff. We always knew Francis had good taste, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guys, thanks a lot for joining us. We really appreciate it and uh, hope you have a great season ahead. It should be a fun few Thank months.
3: You. Yeah, no
2: problem. Thank you. Thanks Thank for, you for having us.
0: And thanks as well to our broadcast media communications degree program for use of the studios here on campus. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Roger Mirabito. Hope you've enjoyed chatting about college. Please subscribe, download, and rate and review us wherever you download fine podcasts from.